Yeah, we're starting the show, bro. Oh, okay. I'm telling you to be quiet. <laughs> Good evening, everybody. Welcome to Lost in a Long Box for a Wednesday, May 29th. Uh, that was uh, Mad Men talking about, uh, he said, I'm turning on the mic, shut up. And so we all just kind of looked at him like, oh. I'm like, look at you being all producer, telling everybody to shut up. So I am uh, your host, Randall. I've got my two buddies here. Tommy. And Enos. And Mad Men working the boards back there. How is everybody? Good. All good. Fantastic. Doing great, man. How was everyone's Memorial Day weekend? Because oh, I can tell you, was... mine was nonstop work. Oh, mine was great. Oh, yeah. Um, work here and got a little opportunity to relax and finally got the chance to see Bohemian Rhapsody, which I highly recommend. Oh, God, I still have to good see movie. that. Yes, I highly recommend that. Rami Malek earned that oh, yeah. damn Oscar. Ab- absolutely. He yeah. earned that Oscar. If there's an actor that earned the Oscar, he did it. Is it on uh, disc yet? Yeah. So okay, I'm, cool. I'm, have you, do you own it? You see where I'm going with this? Uh-huh, gotcha. <laughs> Speak, speaking of, of Bohemian Rhapsody, I remember a few weeks back when, when we were talking about how you know you didn't think any any concert or anything like that was worth 500 for anyone their prime? Yeah. I would probably pay $500 to see Freddie Mercury in his prime. Live at Wembley, 86. Oh, yeah. 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 That, that, that would be yeah. worth it. Yeah. All right, so let's jump right into the news worth knowing. Sorry, hey. man. <laughs> hey, that's my segment. Yeah, I, I straight up stole you that stole from Shock Monkey Radio. Um, so, you know, last week, we found out that Tom King was off Batman after issue 85 or 86, right? And Randy right. cried and cried yeah, and, and cried. I, and I cried. It was a sad day for me. Day. But then I did the happy dance because DC announced that they are doing a 12-part Batman Catwoman series in 2020 written by Tom King. So here's what's interesting about this. They actually announced that after Tom leaves, Batman's going to go back to being a monthly and not a bi-weekly. They, I, I read something about that, that they're actually changing all of their bi-weekly. And that's, yeah. that's another news item. Yeah. But Because they said they didn't want to lose the sales of Batman twice a month. So they freely admit that it is their number one selling book, and it was selling well. But there's obviously something behind the scenes that we don't know, which is why they took Tom off of it. But they're going to let him finish his idea with Batman and Catwoman in that 12-issue uh, miniseries. Well, they, can't, they, they need to. Because right. you know, you know, we 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 covered that when you this a little bit when we uh, talked about them taking it off. If he doesn't finish that, then people are going to be like, "Well, we want the Tom King cut," the, you know, wanting to know what what he was going to do, and they're going to be demanding it and everything. Like, this way, you know, you can put it to rest. Right, and he'd been saying that it, uh, his one hundred issue run was all going to be a, a Selena Batman, you know, Bruce Wayne tie-in, and that it was building up to something big at the end of it. Yeah. But, but so anyway, Tommy, since you did bring it up, yes, they did also turn around and announce that all of their books that now ship bi-weekly are going to go back to a monthly schedule. Which they should have been from the beginning. Right. But now here's the funny thing. Um, they'd actually done this with Superman in action. Mm-hmm. When Brian Michael Bendis came over and right. did the whole revamp, those books went back to monthly instead of yeah. bi-weekly. Yeah, I, I don't like bi-weekly books, especially in the day and age of three ninety nine. Right. Yeah, that, you that know gets, this man. Yeah, it gets, it's, it gets kind of expensive. And well, you know, there's only four of them that's actually still bi-weekly: Flash, Detective, Wonder Woman, and Justice League. Which is surprising me because I saw that too, and I was surprised that it was it was so few. For whatever reason, I thought they had more books than we, bi-weekly. Well, we got so used to everything being bi-weekly because I remember um, when Rebirth started, Aquaman was bi-weekly. Yeah, right. And then I think when Kelly Sue DeConnick took over that, same thing. It went back to monthly. Uh, Superman and Action went back to um, monthly. I think. Don't quote me on this, but I want to say one of the Teen Titan books might have been bi-weekly. Yeah. 
I think it's better for not only our pockets, but it's better for the writers and the and the artists and the creative staff too to you know be about once yeah, a month. Right. Yeah, think about your story a little bit more. Right. Yeah, you keep a little more thought schedule. into it and everything. And and they they even did admit even though they didn't say it in these words, we know we're tapping the pocket of both retailers and customers. Right. So we're going to do away with that. Yeah. Um, this one actually kind of just made me go, okay, you, you, I can't believe your threat protector is not any better. A thief broke into the Mile High Comics mega yeah, store. Yeah, I read about that. Yeah. <laughs> stole 42000 worth of comics. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that I, I, either this morning. I, I know it was this morning that because I, I commented about it on a message board, but I think may have saw it yesterday. But like you said, you would think that a company of that size that does that much would have more security. Would have more security. Yeah, I, I, I saw that story yesterday, and I, was, I considered using it for shock monkeys, but I figured you'd talk and about their, it today. And their camera was no better than the camera you put on your front porch. Right. Right. I'd have that bad boy be like full HD. Right. And <laughs> yeah, because it doesn't have color. I don't think it has sound. But then the other thing that kind of, now there's a couple of things here that I just find funny. So the thief apparently cut himself and yeah. took time to clean up the blood. I'm yeah. like, really? Yeah. I guess he I guess The he was security afraid. there is atrocious. I, I guess apparently. Was, I guess he was afraid that they was going to match his DNA. DNA, DNA so, yeah. Which would tell me that's how you find him because he must obviously have given blood or be a donor or right. be a recipient or something. Right. Because he... Because that would tell me he knows there's, his blood is on record, so why else would he take the time to clean it up? But then, now here's what he stole, okay, or at least the ones that they mentioned. He stole a New Mutants 98, an Avengers 1, and a Justice League of America 1. Wow. Just those three books? I thought well, it was more. That's he probably stole say. more, but yeah. those are the three they're mentioning. But here's what kills me about this. You got two heavy item, you know, pretty high profile books here. And then New Mutants 98. Right. Well, you know, it makes me think when I hear that one of these kids Life is doing fan. the wrong right. thing. <laughs> one of these kids <laughs> is one of the same. Because I'm just like, you could buy that a con, you know, for like a couple hundred. <laughs> Why are you stealing it? Seriously. Right. Yeah. If I'm breaking into a store, which I'm not going to do. But if I was, I certainly wouldn't be leaving with a New Mutants 98. Believe that. Uh, and who's who's uh, the owner of Mile High? Is it Chuck Rosansky? Yeah. Right? You know he's probably looking at the case and going, look what the dumbass left here. <laughs> you know? <laughs> right. Right. So I, I often wonder, I mean... One of the things that people were talking about, I wondering if it was someone that had like a list that they were that that there was I, I, the thief. I yeah. have a feeling probably doesn't know anything about comics, but he had a list. He from knew a buyer. He knew enough to take the Justice League one. Right, which is telling me he had a list from a buyer saying, "I oh, want yeah. these books." Right. And he went in, right. stole those books, and sold them. So yeah, that's that's very good point. Probably it was someone who goes to Mile High all the time, wants those books. And got a guy off the street and said, yeah. hey, break I'm, in. I'll pay you a couple hundred dollars to get these books, not knowing that what, what he's worth. stealing yeah. is worth a lot right. more than what he's and, paying and, him. And that, exactly. that's what I'm thinking because, you know, you're not going to go in and just take those three books, especially but, if you have time to clean yourself up after cutting. You have plenty yeah. of time. You didn't <laughs> take any blood on the comic books because that would right. that would matter. Yeah, that would right. matter. But, yeah, you know, just you know, like a normal, like a, a thief that was like, say – you or me or I mean obviously again we're not going to be doing something like this and we're in Virginia not Colorado so it could have been us well but, I'm not going to do it now that Madman's got my face on camera I know right <laughs> exactly but you know we're going to go in we're just going to you know wipe the place out right I mean oh yeah dude so, so trust this me is, this is someone that had a list of things he needed to get so knowing y'all two fools if y'all see a Patsy Walker 95 y'all yeah. would get arrested for fighting over oh, there's the there's going to be blood in the store <laughs> there'd be plenty of blood in the store not only is it getting stolen <laughs> but there's going to be a bloodbath in that <laughs> store there might even be a dead body <laughs> left. 
Man, man, can you just imagine this gets on the news and they got the footage of the these cops, two fools. The cops pull the up cops and, they're, pull they're up and, they, and that, they're still fighting. I, 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 no, I can see it now. When we break in, we're grabbing comics, and I see Tommy <laughs> stuffing one down his pants. What are you putting down your pants? <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. It's a Pastor Walker 95, isn't it? <laughs> and we'd, get a, you know, you know, we'd end up getting a Darwin Award for not breeding. I yeah. mean, be, oh, right. And, man, man, I would look your phone up, and I would call you. I said, man, man, can you, you got to see this, man. <laughs> Well, we take a video of it. I'll Get swear. video of well, it. No he, would be, no, he would be the great thing. We're both sitting there in handcuffs, and Chuck Rosansky shows up, right? And he's looking at all the books that we could have stolen. And he's looking like there's a Braden Bowl 28 still sitting there. There's a Hulk 181 right. sitting exactly. there. And he's like, so let me see if I got this right. You're fighting over You're Patsy fighting Walker over Patsy 95? Walker 95? <laughs> yes. Well, shit, here, right? <laughs> because you know we sell this for 60 bucks, right? <laughs> <laughs> that crossed my mind. I said, I, I got to say something on that because that, because you guys have talked about that ever since I joined yeah. the podcast. Even and with before, this yeah. happening, I could just see that you, <laughs> you two get busted. Y'all breaking the store. One of y'all find it, and you two fools get arrested oh, yeah. fighting over the. Trust me, whoever is stuffing it away for other person to not see is going to know immediately what it is. You know what the worst? Exactly. You know what the worst part about it is, Edith? And I, I think I think it's Mile High that I, I looked at. One one of the online sites, and I'm pretty sure it's no. Mile it was mycomicshot.com because you were yes. texting okay, me. Okay, okay. <laughs> they have Patsy Walker '94 and Patsy Walker '96. Oh, wonderful! Dang. I'm like, are you kidding me? I no, went, actually, the one that he texted me on was um, Midtown Comics. Midtown Comics is very misleading because they show you the book, and then it actually shows the price of the book. So you think it's in stock until you go to actually purchase it, and then it tells you out of stock. Right, because because I thought I had it. I thought I had it. And then I didn't. So, yeah, he texted me, and I'm thinking, Amateur, do you really think I hadn't checked them already? <laughs> well, I'm sure you had, but, you know, do, they get new stock every day. I, I checked all those sites before I even told you about Pat's Oh, that's uh, <laughs> As the Dark Knight would say, criminals are cowardly, superstitious right. lot. <laughs> so, all right, so on to other news. Uh, early this month, they finally did it. They arrested Kaya Morgan, the uh, manager for Stan Lee, who was accused of um, – Abusing him. Abusing him, imprisonment, fraud, forgery. Um, so they issued the warrant earlier, but they finally had taken him into custody. They set his bail at 300000 You know what I think I should do? I think we should raise 300000 and pay his bail and then just let Auto Comic them know the day he's getting released. So they can be there. So they can take care of it for us. Everybody, yeah, I'd rather break into Mile High Comics. Yeah, that's true. No, no, raise the three hundred thousand dollars. Committing a crime, I'd rather be, be breaking into Mile High Comics. <laughs> raise the three hundred thousand dollars. Everybody show up in cosplay of Stan Lee created characters. Oh yeah, and, and just and take care of living hell. Oh, yeah. beat the hell out of that. Yeah. Would be kind of awesome. Yeah. <laughs> We'll I have, have like, to admit. We'll have like Spider Man and, Cl- and Cyclops so, and Angel and right. Jean Grey's and. And have someone Iron Man's and, and, and as somebody's putting crap, one person put cracks on and go, psh, along with great psh, power psh, comes great psh, responsibility. <laughs> enough said, true belief. Enough said. He's never enough said with this fool. Excelsior. <laughs> <laughs> so we were talking about breaking the mile high. Just so you know, there used to be a dealer here in uh Fredericksburg, Virginia. I'm not going to mention the names of who the dealer is, but if you grew up collecting comics, we all know who it is. They used to be down on Princess Anne Street. I'm sure I don't need to say anymore. You. Yep. <laughs> I have actually sat there and thought of how can I break in there and steal comics at that place. Like I knew there was no alarm system. 
Oh. And I knew it was just a regular door lock. I also knew where the <laughs> air conditioner was in the back of it, and all I had to do was climb the stairs to get the ladder. I could just push the air conditioner right in. The yeah. problem was I also knew there was a rack of pretty valuable magazines underneath the air conditioner. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, well, oh, damn it. If very I, clever. If I push the air conditioner in, then that means that whole rack of magazines is toast. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe I should go in there, move them all to another box, and then go back that <laughs> night and push the air conditioner in. <laughs> and here's the funny thing. I am not the only person in this town who shopped at this place who did not have the exact same thought of, I'm going to go in there and rip that place off because the owner was such a... P-I-T-A. You know, when I was about, I want to say I was about 12. I was pretty young. We went into a comic shop that was out by um, out by the mall, um, and they were closed on that day. I didn't realize that, but they didn't lock the door before they left, so I just walked right on in. Now, being the honest kid that I was, I told my mom, and we tracked down the guy and, you know, got him so he told him so he could come, you know, lock the door up and everything. So he didn't get anything stolen. I didn't even so much give us a thank you. You'd think you would give so me a free you said cheap book for that. I mean, this was on. the comic shop by the mall, by Spotsy Mall? This is out by out near Spotsy Mall. Um, it's one of those Was it in that little strip center, center right beside Spotsy Mall? Um, a little further up. Um, do you remember Mr. Video? Yes. I think, it was, I think it was in that center. Was that Penguin Comics by chance? Might have been. I don't know. Because that would have been my buddy John Taylor. Yeah, it might have been. It's possible. Wow. It's possible. This was so long ago. Like I said, I was 12. So I wonder if 30 just, years ago. I remember him telling so. a story about some dumbass kid that got in the store and didn't take anything. Yeah, I, I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Did, yeah. No, no thank you. No, no free cheap comic book for, you know, helping him out. Nothing. That's, get, that's, that's for the crack last week on Tom King. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. All right. So in other news. Don't I worry. Actually, I'll get him again. I read today. I actually read the other day that Marvel's unbeatable Squirrel Girl is going to be ending at issue 50. Oh. It's 49 issues too late, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm uh, crying over that. Interesting. Yeah. I'm, I'm definitely going to lose sleep over that one. And you know what? Not. I'm really, really hoping that that book ends with somebody shooting her off a bird feeder with a 22. <laughs> <laughs> I know nothing about the book. I've, I've read some comics that have had her in it, but I, I really don't know anything. I don't about the get character. that character. I don't know why everybody loves her so much. I don't know. Girl, I, girls. Like I, I I dug her when she was babysitting for Luke Cage and Jessica Jones, that was and that was good. it. That was pretty good. And they revealed that that she had some uh, relation at a previous relationship with Wolverine. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh my yeah. god. Although, hmm. Now I'm see now the, the that was what in, that was in here. Secret Avengers, and I, and I um I enjoyed that run. I remember one of those run, that during that part, it was great because you know. The Secret Avengers, Luke and Jessica and a few others were, were out, and they were looking. They they were spying on a super villainess. I don't remember what her name was, and Luke was talking about how fine she was, and, and Jessica was like, <laughs> "I'm right, like I'm right here." She goes, and they called her Doctor something. She goes, "What's she a doctor of fineness?" And, she, and, I, and, Jessica, and Jessica goes, "Again, Still here, right here." I think that's in New Avengers. I think I actually New Avengers. That. that might be that one. Yeah. that was hilarious. Um, and it was um, was it Madame Mask? I don't think it was Madame Mask because whoever it was wasn't in the mask. So. Okay, I but I know that I know that I'm gonna go look it up. This oh, what was watch. the one where, where Tony Stark was bragging about having about sleeping with with Madame Mask and someone came back was why would you brag about someone that looks like Doctor Doom? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so now I just totally derailed. Okay. <laughs> oh, so lastly, in the you got busted category. Marvel Comics just admitted that they're going to have to change a collage variant for the Marvel Comics 1000 because it seems that Mr. Garson, and that's actually the, just the name of the artist, Mr. Garson, made a collage using um, pictures from the Internet. He didn't actually draw this, 
And unfortunately, when he did that, he used art from an Earth 2 issue number two, which is a DC book. DC comic. Really? Wow, wow, yes. Wow. So what he did is he <laughs> actually took the image of Alan Scott, because I don't know if you remember this, Madman, but DC did their whole gay character thing with um, Alan Scott of Earth 2 being gay, and they introduced his boyfriend into this whole storyline. But the picture he stole was Locking Alan lips. Scott kissing his boyfriend from Earth 2. Oh, well, for the, because, yeah, for Marvel's. Yeah, for right, the collage. Right. So it actually got noticed, and here's the part that I love. Nicola Scott, who was actually the artist who drew that, saw it and <laughs> commented with, uh, that's my gay kiss art. I'm getting a check, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah they, I'm looking, I'm looking I at the I want to get right that here. Detective Comics variant cover that she did. Uh, dude, there was like 20 of those things, so you'd have to go look it up on the interwebs. Where's your laptop? At home. Don't be pointing at mine. I'm not, no, I'm not pointing at this one. Yeah, I'm looking at the cover here in question. I see where the um, you know, the, the the panel is that they used. I've tried looking at it and I can't get a blown up picture of it. I got it right here if you want to look at it. So, but but, um, but now here's well now here's where it gets really bad. And there's specifically the spot they're talking about. Yes. But you know, with or without that, I don't think I buy this cover. It's kind well, of yeah, mess. it's just a hodgepodge of assorted care. Yeah. But now here's the problem. Not only do they have to pull the cover, but the artist even replied with saying, I usually use comics from my collages, but a few times, 5%, I get pictures on the internet. Is that, does, does that make you an artist? Says, Unfortunately, my mistake comes from here. I'm like, so you just admitted to the comic buying public that you are basically ripping off art and hodgepodging it together and slapping it on a, on a comic. Right. That's not art. No. And if I marvel... I'm immediately pulling a check and saying you're fired. Oh yeah, you got yeah. you. you. You can't let this happen. That yet yeah, that's. I mean, it's one thing to 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 do that, but at least make sure you're doing it. Well, and here's the other thing. Your own company. Now, I can understand that he pulled that, did a collage because let's face it, people take pieces of art all the time and mix it together and do a new create a, a new creation for it. But they usually reference whose art they used. But here's the other thing. Is there not supposed to be an editor at Marvel Comics that checks their work and looks right. at their pictures? And yeah, knows? no. Editor is also sleeping on the right, job. Exactly. Right, you, you can't. You can't. An have editor a DC should have, should have caught that. Book. By the way, you're you're not only are you using stolen art, uh, and I know you are because you're using our competitor's picture. Yeah, and speaking of Marvel Comics 1000, I originally said this was going to be a hard pass for me, but apparently Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is going to be involved in this. I'm guessing as a writer, because you know I've never heard about the artistic talents of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar before. So I didn't even know he was into comics. But it, it's right here on this, you know, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I might have to check that because let's face it, there's only I, I doubt very seriously there's another Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in the United States. Uh, I mean, I could be wrong. There's probably at least one, right? Uh, maybe I don't know. Well, but it's, remember, it's got to be him. Maybe it's just like the case when we thought Karate Kid was an editor at Marvel. Oh yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I might have to check it out just to see, you know, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's writing talents. I don't know. That might get me in there. I don't know. Right. I thought there was some other news items I had. I can't think of any. I can't think of any. The big one that I had was was of course I, this one that you just went no, over. No, I mean, let's let's back up. There's tons of news items that came out. What a, and let's just stop on that for a moment. It's so awesome that comics have now reached a point where we have tons of news items every day. Right. Whereas before, we used to get two or three a month. Yeah. Exactly. Because it just wasn't that big a medium. And, and we were still a little niche market. Um, I do know that, oh, apparently, Nichelle Nichols, who's been suffering dementia, there's a, an audio tape of her screaming for help. So I don't know the full gist of that, but apparently we have another one that's uh, 
un- unfortunately on the way out. Yes. Yeah, that's unfortunate. It is. Yeah. Well, yeah. She she's was diagnosed with that uh, year before last. Yes. And yeah. she's and that's starting the decline. That's uh, she's a, that's sad because she is truly. If there's anybody who is an icon. Groundbreaking icon. Groundbreaking. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, and I and I definitely I definitely feel for her family too, as someone who has a, a grandmother that has dementia. Right. It's, it's always, it's it's always it's not a painful easy. way to yeah. go. So yeah. remind me, Enos, um, when we're not on there because it's it's not comic book related, even though it's a great story. Uh, and you may have actually read it because I think you're a bit of a Star Trek fan also, when she tells a story about when she met Martin Luther King Jr. and told her, Don't you quit that show? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's that's Absolutely. a that's a great yeah. story. Yeah. 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 Definitely. All right, so new releases. We you know it's been a while since we've actually talked about new releases, but I'm bringing them up today because two big ones came out today. Uh, they're both by DC. So Batman Last Night on Earth, number one, by Snyder and Capullo. Mm-hmm. They're claiming it is their last Batman story. Oh. And for you listeners who don't know, they are the guys who, when we got New 52 and they did Batman, gave us the Court of Owls, which is probably the the most unique and interesting villain group to come out of Batman in the last 20, 30 years. I have not read that, but I've heard that it's fantastic. amazing. So I know yes. that, right. you know, with me having having DC Universe, I need to really go back to that. As soon as I finish Dark Knight's Metal, I think that's where right. we go. And then also Superman, Leviathan Rising number one came mm. out, which is setting the way for all of our Year of the Villain storyline that's going on. Which, by the way, guys... If your comic shop still has that Year of the Villain 25 cent special, you really need to go pick that up. And the Batgirl story is going to literally make you go, whoa. Yeah, I need to reread mine. I was kind of reading mine while, while watching something on TV with my wife. So my, my, you have it yeah. at, um, my attention was kind of a. Uh, Enos, did you not get one? Uh, no. I might, I might have two. I think I picked up an extra. I will look. Okay. And I think. I, I think um, Gateway still Gateway, has them. And, and if you make it up to our guys here, who's Madman's going to mention in just a moment, he might still have some on his shelf. Yeah. But that segues perfectly into Madman paying our bills. Let's pay the bills, Madman. Pay the bills. Yeah, I'll pay the bills for you. So uh, Lost in a Long Box is sponsored by Flashback Comics. They are located in Woodbridge, Virginia. And believe me, they have tons of new comics, back issues, tons of paperbacks, trade paperbacks, toys, Statues, they have all that kind of stuff. And where can you find it? You can find it at 3112 PS Business Drive in Woodbridge, just off of Smoketown Road. Uh, Their hours of operation are Monday through Saturday from 10 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. And on Sundays, they're open from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. And be sure to tell uh, Troy, Lost in the Long Box sent you. My handwriting's hard to read sometimes. Absolutely. That's Troy's a, a fantastic guy, too. I always lose a couple hours when I go in and start talking to him. That's because you're a social butterfly. Well, yeah. <laughs> I'm an introverted comic collector. Yep. I don't want to talk to him. Well, th- you'll ask him, so, hey, what issue did this happen? And then not only will he tell you the issue that the question you had that took place, he'll tell you the, the two or three arcs before that that led up to that story. Plus the five after. Right. And then you find out that, wow, okay, I actually need to read all those now. Yes, indeed. All right, so for tonight's subject, this was actually brought up by Mad Men because I had a very busy weekend and realized like on Monday, oh crap, I haven't found a topic for us. So tonight we're going to be talking about comics that had a lasting impact on you. And I want to be clear here. This doesn't have to be groundbreaking, like, you know, your world was rocked to its foundations. It can be as simple as you were reading Spider-Man 234 while eating dinner and realized, hey, I don't like asparagus. 
<laughs> and now you attribute that to Spider-Man 234. So it, it, if it is something that shook your moral fiber and made a change in you as a person, that's great too. But it doesn't have to be that big when I say comics that had an impact on you. Something that maybe changed the way you looked at comics. So I'm going to let you start, Enos. Okay. Mine is the book that came... It... it, it it first arrived as I was beginning to transition from junior high to high school, going to a new school. And by the time I purchased purchased it, I was on the cusp of one of the biggest events in my life, graduation. And I didn't know where my life was going to go. I joined the Air Force, and I didn't know what direction my life was going. And I will say, as proud as I was to serve my country, there are some things I would have done different. But I'm glad to say that serving has led me to where I am now. With that being said, the death of Captain Marvel. When I heard about this book, I took it with a grain of salt because I didn't realize what had happened. The magnitude of what had happened until the spring of 82, when I picked up as I was talking with you guys about the contest of champions, um, the first contest of Champions Series where I found out that Marvel had died of cancer. And I was on a mission to find that book. And I did not get that book until two years later at Geppy's Comic World in uh, Silver Spring, Maryland. When I read that story, that was the first story that made me want to write comics. But I also felt the pain of the character. You felt what Marvel was going through as he was dealing with his own mortality, and how his days were being numbered as the, the, the cancer made this progression. And it, was, it tied right in tight with, I'm going from being a teenager to going into adulthood, and I don't know what the hell is going to happen. So, it, it was an uncertainty about that, and, and let's, let's face it, um, to a lot of people, people don't like to talk about it, but one thing about about when it's talking about dealing with death, the one thing that scares everyone is the uncertainty. Right, right. And I was at that point in my life where I was dealing with that, and um, this story not necessarily helped me, but it showed me that there was one of my favorite characters had to deal with that, even though it was the last thing he did. And, and you know, it's... You make a very good point because all the comics I'd read at that point, if a hero had died or been defeated, it was through superpowers. Right. It was through some nefarious planet or villain. Right. This was the first time where we see a hero, at least that I can remember, dying of something that every that one of us can you. die from. Right. Right. It was um, human. So it was a very sobering book because I remember sitting down going, man, he, he didn't die saving anything. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, the, even when I picked it up, the story was called The Death of Captain Marvel. And through the whole time reading it, I was trying to figure out how they were going to, you know, not kill Captain Marvel. Right. I was like, he's not going to die of cancer. Superheroes don't die of cancer. And, right. Right. They, they, they die of, you know, blast to the head from the enemy villain. Right. You know, right. This doesn't Mortal happen. Mortal Kombat. This, this doesn't happen. Happen. And you know what? And, and I think I feel the same way. I think I remember at least midway through thinking, well, they're going to find a cure. He's not going to die. Right, there's going to be a cure. Something's going to happen. He's not going to die. But no, they go all the way through the end, and you close it, and you're thinking, damn, And it ends with, we lost him. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I was the very end. Yeah, yeah, it just says, we lost him. I'm like, wait, what? Right. 
it's a very real depiction of death. I feel. I, yeah. I think, oh, yeah. Because, like we're talking about her uh, dementia and so forth, is like sometimes it's not an epic death. It's not a. It's not a good death, like uh, Batman from uh, Dark Knight Returns would say. You know, it's sometimes it's not a heroic death. Sometimes it's not you know all glory. Right. It's, and it's, it's just, very. It's, it's very real. It's very real and very human. And yeah, the last and it, two things that were said was when Mentor covered him up and said, "He's gone." Yeah, and that's and the book ends. Right, right, and it just ends. And I, you know, and I, I loved that. Yeah, I thought that was great. I yeah. mean, it's the perfect way to end well, that book. Was just and there wasn't he's any long ass uh, funeral for a friend series afterwards. Right, you know, it didn't exactly. go on for a year yeah. afterwards. Right, it was over and done, and it was actually portrayed in almost a way that it felt like it was outside the MCU. Right. Or the MC, you know, the Marvel comics and, and one, of, continuity. One, one of the best parts about this book is that to this day, he's dead. Still dead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that they haven't rebooted him. They haven't bought him back. I mean, that they have left him dead. Dead. And I'm, I'm glad that they, they did that. Uh, I was partially, I was, there was a part of me when they bought back Barry Allen with the way he had died. I, I was like, really, I don't really want you to bring him back. I, yeah. And you know, I'm going to touch on that when I talk about mine as well. Okay. Um, but it's along the same point, um, and, and I'll get there. So let's go ahead and let's go. Hey, Mad Men, let's do you next. Let's right, do uh, Mad Men next. All right. <laughs> um, yeah, I think uh, one of what is what's the su- subject today? Change my life. that had an impact on you. Had an impact on me. Uh, I want to go with uh, Dark Hawk number one. Uh, par- partially to make you angry, uh, but also because uh, when that came out. Uh, up to that point, I'd previously been like collecting hundred and something, you know, hundred and twenty-eight, you know, something like that, and a lot of them weren't very. Right. And so it was the first time that like I uh, Marvel had really like started a new series, um, and so I was like, this is Dark Hawk number one. It may be worth something someday, and I was like, and it motivated <laughs> me to actually go and buy bags and boards and boxes because up to that point it was like shoe boxes where I kept my comic books. Oh. Yeah, I know. Look at I look at, look at Tommy Wentz. He's like, ooh. You would think he just sucked on a grapefruit or something. But I think that that's why that, that had an impact on my life because I started caring for my comics after right. that comic book. Well, and I get exactly what you're saying because I had that with a lot of books. Um, one of them for me that I still considered um, a turning point for me, it was Micronauts. Because yeah. I got on the ground floor, issue one, and it ended up being really good. Yeah, it was really good. <laughs> I love <laughs> I the like, Micronauts. I'm like, wait a minute. It's, this is that stupid little toy line, but yeah. damn, the comic it's is so awesome. good. Yeah. <laughs> so one that I have, I, that's right, Tommy, I'm skipping you. Um, La-di-da. La-di-da. Um, is Flash number 235. And, I, and I'll tell you why. Because Flash has always been my, my favorite character. Now, growing up when I was reading comics, I knew who Superman was because of, obviously, George Reeves. I knew who Batman was because of Adam West. You know, I watched him on television. My, my uncle, when he was visiting one time, went to 7-Eleven, was buying comics, and he was leaving them there. He left them there for me to read when he went back home in North Carolina. So I was reading comics, but that's all it really was. You know, I'd pick one up every once in a while and, and read it, and that was done. Then I walked into the 7-Eleven, and I saw this Flash comic, number 235, and the cover just struck me immediately. Because it was Vandal Savage um, commenting about how he had killed one Flash, but now he had to kill the other Flash and Green Lantern. And you see Jay Garrick, the Earth 2 Flash, lying on the ground, supposedly dead. I have that. At, I, I still have my original copy. And then you also see Vandal Savage basically taking out Flash and Green Lantern. That was a fantastic comic. 
And that was the one where I went from just being this kid who bought comics and read them and, and threw them down in, in a shoebox or you know on a dresser right. and turned me into a comic oh, collector and a fan. That was a book where it says, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. I want to read comics. I, I want to write comics. I want to talk <laughs> about comics. That was the one where I transcended from just being this kid who bought, oh, that looks good, to I've got to read this book. I need all the issues. I've got to read. I, I love this character. The rest of the story. Exactly. And that's the book that but basically my gateway drug, as you would say. There you go. <laughs> yep. What do you got, Tommy? So we're going to go with the one that's the big daddy for me, the granddaddy of them all, the one that's had probably the biggest impact on my life in my general. My Mouse. Mighty Mouse. <laughs> no, Incredible Hulk 181, the first appearance of Wolverine. Now, here's why. Because I bought that comic. Great. Was super happy. Wanted, the, wanted this first appearance of Wolverine so bad. Bought it and got a good deal on it. I sold it. I sold it to help pay for my wedding. Nice. Right. So that went That does have an impact on that your That has life. a huge impact on my life. It right. helped pay for the happiest day of my life. I'm not going to lie. I may it, sound sappy, but it's true. Wasn't it an 8.5 when you sold it? It was a 7.0. 7.0. 7.0. And, I, and I understand that you made at least 1500 over what you paid for it. Yes, I made quite a bit. I'm so. running on it. So I did really good with it. And you know, like I said, it helped pay for the happiest day of my life. So it, it was definitely a game changer, and it was definitely the, you know, the one that had the biggest impact on my, on my life. Did your wife make you sell it? She did not. It was completely me. Completely me. She What'd had, you get for it? Um, like about two grand. Nice. Yeah. What condition was it? 7.0. Nice. Now, yeah, was it actually graded or was that a raw 7.0? No, it was graded. And did you get it graded after you bought it? I got it graded after I bought it. And, and you don't understand, if you're a real comic collector, that's a hard book to part with. Yeah, it was. It well, you know, yeah, uh, it, is. It, it is for most people, but I was like, I'm getting married. I'm only going to do this once. It's the woman I love. It's who I'm going to be with <gasps> for the rest of my life. Here you go. I just had an epiphany. What's that? I know where those four comics you're missing went. Where? They went in the package with the 181 that you sold. You <laughs> no, didn't it did not. It. <laughs> did not. No, they didn't because I saw there's a guy who, <laughs> on eBay who opened up his box and found an adventure no, store. No, <laughs> I've unfortunately pretty much resigned the fact that they've been stolen. Thank God. I mean, I can finally take him out of hiding. I mean, I mean. Oh, yeah, right? <laughs> Randy, if I caught you with my Avengers 4, then, you know, Patsy Walker would be the least of your worries. I have a, I have a kind of opposite story to that. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Take the next one. In terms of comics that impacted my life. Uh, uh, I had a copy of Adventures number four. Mm -hmm. And um, when I was suicidal, I uh, drove down to this uh, uh, friend's house uh, uh, in North Carolina. Went down there. I was hanging out with him for a while. And I brought my entire comic book collection. I went to these comic book stores and I was just trying to sell them. Just uh, I didn't care anymore. You know, I figured I was on my way out anyway. So I was just selling all this everything. Whole bunch of stuff. I mean, Avengers four, number four is just the, the cherry on top of all the stuff that I sold during that period of my life. But, I mean, there are so many that I sold, and I was, I was just – and now, I've, now I'm medicated, and I'm well, and I'm like, damn it, I wish I hadn't gone through that <laughs> phase, you know, because, I mean, I lost a lot of Silver Age Green Lantern comic oh, yeah. books. And, mm. uh, uh, a bunch of Doom Patrol. Oh, I regret those. And the Avengers number four, obviously. And so that's kind of the opposite story. Like but the important the thing is, is that you're okay now. I am you're okay now. With with us. Right. I am right. okay now. And that you're still with us. That, that's the I'm important I'm better thing. than I've ever been. I, I think good. I'd much rather sacrifice an Avengers 4 than, right, than right. Scott L. Ross. As, 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 as much as it, it hurts to hear that you got rid of it, it's, it's better that you're here. Well, so. I'm the one who has to live with the regret, right. though. <laughs> so, oops. Yeah, we're glad you're here, and we're glad that everything worked out. Of course, now I'm going to go buy an Avengers 4 and, and give it to Mad Men because I am now a firm believer of the whole universe gives back to you after yeah, the whole thing with Spider-Man, with Marvel Superheroes 12 that I gave yeah. you. Oh, yeah, you've, you've made out with that. 
Yeah, I did. Um, Not so, literally, but you know. Enos, <laughs> what what do you got for comics that impacted you? Got two, and these were sentimental. First one is The Brave and the Bold, number 101. The other is Captain America, number 134. The Brave and the Bold, number 101, featured Batman and Metamorpho. It is the very first comic book that my mother ever brought me. Mm. Oh, very nice. I went back during my time at Seymour Johnson Air Force Base and went to a comic book store called Tales Resold. Nice. And I bought that and there was a superboy that my great that my grandmother bought me and my father may he rest in peace bought me captain america number one it was a pack of comics and it was a bunch of others but the captain america number 134 stood out because uh, falcon right that we had the falcon yeah. and he was the, that was the first time i ever seen of superhero that looked like me. Was that his first appearance? No. No. He okay. was bald. Huh? Oh. <laughs> no. Look, man. Don't open it. the door and expect me to not. I walk asked it. for that. That's all <laughs> right. That's yeah. all right. Yeah, he got you on that one. Yeah, he did. So you're gonna have you're gonna have to come up with a good one for him. <laughs> That's like Mr. King. Anyway. Damn. Oh, no. <laughs> and, no, uh, but uh those are I was talking with, um, I think it was you, Tommy. I said there are some books I won't part with. Mm -hmm. Those are the ones. Those, oh, um, naturally. Yeah, you and there's a those. Marvel team up with Spider-Man and the Inhumans that I never found that my grandmother, my father's mother, my, what we called them, Mom Bernice, bought me. I'm going to get that too. But those two, because they were among the first two books that I got that were bought for me by my parents. And I remember with the Falcon when we were um – when we were researching stuff for, for Black History Month and everything, mm -hmm. I remember looking at him. He wasn't the first black superhero, but he was the first black superhero to not have black as part of his name. Right, yeah. right. <laughs> yeah. So I thought that was, that was yeah. pretty interesting because apparently, I guess, you know, old white people thought when they were creating these characters that you had to have that because yeah, you know, maybe, exactly. maybe we wouldn't recognize that they were black without that in there. I don't know. Yeah. So, but yeah. I understand. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I, now you've got me thinking about that. I'm like, you're right. All yeah. bef bef black, black, Black Panther, Black Panther, Black Goliath. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, but I think by the time Black Panther came out, I mean, uh, that trend was kind of over. And I right. think that Black Panther was a particularly good title for a character because right. of like the Black Panther movement had just started. And right. so well, it's right. also kind of and makes idealistically, more sense because you know. there is a, a cat known as the Black well, Panther and right. his costume resembled that. Right. right, and he gets his powers from the Panther God. Right, yeah. yeah. So, Tommy, comic that's had an impact on you? I would say a comic that's had, this, this is more of a general sense because unfortunately I don't remember what, which one it was. I, I really wish that I remember which the first comic that I ever read was like you guys did. But and just in general, The Amazing Spider-Man. Mm -hmm. Because that's what got me to reading comic books. My stepmother bought home a bunch of comics from, you know, in a short box from a yard sale one time, and there was there was a bunch of old, amazing Spider-Mans, and that's what got me to reading. So that that one had a huge impact on my life. I'm a big fan of comic books to this day because of you know those old amazing Spider-Mans. Uh, matter of fact, when we were up at Flashback Comics, um, I guess a couple months ago, you know, I bought two of them that I had in my original collection that I no longer had. Um, Again, I can't remember the numbers, but it's a uh, an amazing Spider-Man with a shocker on the cover fighting Spider-Man, right? And a oh, yeah. and a spectacular uh, Spider-Man with silver mane on the cover with cloak <laughs> and dagger in it. And you know the only they they weren't like super expensive comics. I think they were ten bucks a piece, 
but I had to have them because they were part of my original collection. And, right. You know, right. I, I wish I'd never got rid of them, and they had that sentimental value, so, like, they're mine. Right. Same thing that I'm doing, like, with my Fantastic Fours. I'm going back and buying them all because I, I had to sell them years ago. Right. Uh, so one for me, and we were actually talking about this, Crisis on Infinite Earths number eight. Ah. Because it's the death of Barry Allen. Mm -hmm. and, and obviously, there's two reasons this had an impact on me. Because the comic that got me into comics, you know, seriously, was Flash, Flash 235. I was a huge Flash fan. That was the one that turned me from a casual reader to the collector. Right. Now, here's the thing. I knew books got cut all the time. It, it happened. It didn't have a good run. It got canceled. So when Flash was canceled at issue 350, I was like, He's going to be bad. The, right, the, the yeah. character's been around since the 60s. They're not going to constantly, you know, just cut the book and never come back. It wasn't like, say, Alien Legion or, right. or some of those other books from, like, Atari DC Force. Marvel. That Atari Force, right. That yeah. you knew when it got cut, yeah. Pff, yeah. okay, it's gone. No, no one read that thing anyway. This was a flash. He'd been around since the 60s. He's coming back. The book's not going to stay canceled. Yeah, some characters just seem immune to that kind right. of thing. Right. And, then, yeah. and then Crisis on Infinite Earth started, and we started seeing Flash show up in crisis, at coming back in time, because remember, the way Flash 350 ends, he goes to the future with Iris. Right. Um, and then in the other books, like Teen Titans, and I think even Batman, we're seeing Barry showing up briefly, and I'm thinking, all right, cool, we're going to get Flashback. And then Crisis on Infinite Earths 8 hit, and he was dead. And I remember closing that book and sitting there looking at it, and I'm like, oh, my God, you're really not going to bring back Flash. And I was just crushed, because I remember sitting there, and my mom looked at me. She's like, "Are you all right?" I'm like, "They just killed. They, you just killed. They just killed Flash." And she's like, "Oh, I'm sorry." I said, "Well, no, you don't understand. <laughs> you don't understand." That's, that's, that's come the, on, let's get into character. That's the, that's into that the, moment. That's a character that I thought for sure was going to come back. You know, he's been around since the '60s. You You're not actually going to kill that character. <laughs> and it, for me, that just felt final. And how long was it before they brought him back? And and funny because like twenty years at least over twenty. Yeah. Even after that, they went to the Legends series where Wally West in issue six takes over as the Flash. Right. And I was both happy and torn. Wally West can't be the Flash. The, the Flash is Barry Allen. Right. And, and even when they relaunched it with with Wally West, I was reading it, but it took a long, long time for me to accept Wally as Flash. Uh, but, yeah, but Mark Wade almost got but, us with the return of Barry Allen storyline because when that. That particular issue, it's a it's a cover with Barry, not Barry, Wally and Jay running in the snowstorm. Right. Yeah. And at the end of that, you saw Barry, Barry Allen at, the door at Christmas time. Right at, yep. at Christmas time, I was like, oh no! But the whole purpose of that was to elevate Wally. Right. Right. And I had the pleasure of meeting the artist Greg LaRoque. Super cool dude. Shout out if you're listening, Mr. LaRoque. You're one of the best. <laughs> Um, but 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 you know what else was cool about that book? The issue before that, when they killed Supergirl, right? Everyone was like, "Damn, right. they killed Supergirl!" But what the, same, the hell are they gonna do next? The and they turn around and kill the Flash right. the next issue. But when they killed Supergirl, everybody was like, "Well, I didn't never read her book when it was out." Nobody gave a damn. Right. But when Flash died, that there was, was a, a lot deal. of there was people like me it like, was a big deal. "Well, crap! Oh. I guess they're not bringing Flash's book back because he's dead." Yeah. Now he goes out as a hero. Yep. But at the same time, if you're people like me, and that was the book that that sold you into the whole world, the world of comics, you're just sitting there going, "Well." I guess I'm not getting that book back. He's dead. Wasn't it 2013 that they brought him back? It was at Final Crisis number two. Right. Okay. Which was in 2008. 2008. Okay. Right. So, so that 
So that was 23 years. Yes. 23 so. years, which, you know, is in this day and age is an eternity. Yeah, it's, right. it's right. a long time. I mean, that right. is an eternity. I mean, yeah. it's by no means permanent, but it's an eternity. And they, and they actually did such a good job. Mark Wade and Greg LaRocque and all those guys who came after did such a great job making Wally Flash that when he went through all those trials, like with Vandal Savage, yeah. and, and right. I actually accepted Wally as Flash. So when they brought Barry back, if I, I kind of felt hurt. I was almost like, no, damn it. I accepted, accepted Wally. You, yeah, you did. You, you kind of like felt <laughs> right. slighted. Like you did all this to Wally. Had it so he had to eat every doggone thing just to keep his speed up. Right. And you finally get him to be just as fast, if not faster than Barry. Then you bring Barry back. Right. You know, I had that same feeling with Ed Brubaker's run on Captain America. You know, when they put in Bucky, Winter Soldier, to be the new Captain America. Yeah, I was yeah. like, oh, man, I don't, I don't want this. I don't want this. Bring back Steve. Bring back Steve. And then by the time it, it came to an end, I was like, well, why can't Bucky why just can't Bucky? Captain yeah, Because America? He did, right. did, they brought him in, brought, did such a great job. He got used like, to it, yeah. I was like, I, I love Steve. Don't get me wrong, but I, I kind of want to keep Bucky. But So anyway, Crisis on Infinite Earths 8, I guess that's kind of one where my comic innocence got stripped. Yeah. Because I truly believed he's not going to stay dead. He's been around since the 60s. It's just a matter of time. And then DC was like, oh, no, 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 stomp. Yeah, yeah I mean, oh, they yeah, kept DC, him dead for an eternity. DC got everybody on that one. They were like, oh, it was like everybody knew because they did a big old house ad of, suit of, the, of the cover of that with, uh, that was done by George Perez with Superman with holding. Red, big red letters, Final Fate of the Flash. Yeah. Right. And right. then they turned right around and like, Oh, you thought that's all we were going to do? Watch this. Yeah, right. yeah hold my beer. And, and remember, they also – hold my beer. Remember, they also trashed the original Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. So, mm. which gave us – now, it gave us the really great Perez run out, out of that. But, yep. All right, so who's next? Who's got something? Who's I got, got something. Madman raises his hand like, I have one. I have one. <laughs> I want to talk. Uh, yeah, there was a, a, a comic book that had a big impact on my life in terms of as a writer. Um when I first read Batman the Dark Knight. Oh, what a great story. I know. It was, it was, number one, it was an excellent story. And second of all, there was no impact to the canon of the Batman story right. arc. Right. And it was after Batman, the, the success of the, you know, the, uh, the Dark Knight, that's when like Elseworlds titles started coming out. And so they could do these alternate reality tales of all your favorite characters that had no impact upon the canon. And so that kind of gave birth to fan fiction. Mm-hmm. All right, and so as you know, and this was like uh, in the late '80s when they're doing uh, like when uh, uh, Dark Knight came out, and then the Elseworlds titles came out in the early '90s, and that's when the internet started coming about. And then you can go like these message boards and these forums where there's some nerd like me who comes up and writes his own fan fiction for Booster Gold or something like that. Booster. And it's late night reading in the you know the basement of my house as a teenager is just brings back such great memories and even you know writing my own stories including my book you can find on amazon.com search for scott l robbins with two t's and two b's it's called the bunny years a memoir about a, a hero called jack rabbit oh that was a very clever plug madman i, I thought i don't say so. i was about wow. to say i, I like the way you work your plug in there but that's it's quite all right that in there you know what we're gonna put down a, i'm, I'm gonna buy a bunch of copies of that and put them on our patreon as rewards for people who donate a certain amount uh, it's digital download only I need like millions. You need like hundreds of thousands of people buying a digital download before you can even get a physical copy. Well, so how about we download. make that as part? Isn't there a way to link that on Patreon? Is no, you have to physically buy it. Oh, I'll find a way. They get they, they get <laughs> they get the cut. Amazon gets a cut. Gotcha, man, man. You know one of the Elseworlds stories that I like that doesn't get a whole lot of uh, press. 
which was one of the best Batman stories that people don't talk about, is Batman Holy Terror. I don't think I've... Uh, I never I read that, that one. one somewhere. Oh, guys. If you got that, it, I'd love to read it. Um, I, man, I don't know, don't know where the heck I've done with that, man. That's been since 91. I came with the Gulf War, I, and I found that. Oh, I bought yeah. that. I read it to death. It's about Batman as a priest. Yeah, right. I also like and, the one, Gotham by Gaslight. Oh, that oh, yeah, is so yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was a good one, too. Yeah, and Norm Brayfogel, may he rest in peace, did the art on Holy Terror. Well, you know, all those Elseworlds were really groundbreaking as we diverged just a little bit. Another one that was fantastic was Batman Red Rain. Red Rain. I just yeah. thought about because that, Because man. he becomes a vampire at the end of that, and you're thinking, damn, he just paid the ultimate price. Edward Cullen. Yeah. That was a good one too. I like the one where he um, where he gets the Green Lantern ring. I, I think I might need to fire Enos. <laughs> Man, I haven't been fired in a long time. All right, so I'm actually going to take one more here for for a book that impacted me, um, just because I want to make sure it gets mentioned before we run out of run out of time because this one is is actually really serious. Um, for me, one that just kind of really shook my foundations was Identity Crisis, when we see the oh, rape yeah. of Sue Dibney. Yeah. yeah. Now, I've always been, I don't know how to explain it, I've always been a little oversensitive, which is probably a good thing, to rape. Mm-hmm. I can't stand seeing it in movies. I can't stand watching it in TV shows. I get uncomfortable right. when I see this in, in media. As it's, well you should. That's right. And, and, and I, that's because you're a human. And I've always, yeah. and I've always thought, yeah. and I've always thought <laughs> is there something wrong with me that I'm just really overly sensitive to this? Um, so in Identity Crisis, when Dr. Light shows up and he rapes Sue, I had to put it down because I couldn't keep reading. I was like, I mean, I was doing the whole heavy the, breathing the thing. The weight of like, that kind of crime hit you. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, because I was already to the point that, you know, I can't stand hearing stories about it. I can't hear women that I know. Mm-hmm. And there's a ton of them that, that every time I find this out, my heart breaks a little bit, you know, finding out that they were raped. I'm thinking... God, what is wrong with men that so, so many women have been raped? So when this happened, and don't get me wrong, I love the story. Brad Metzger is a great writer. I've read some of his actual real fiction books as a result of it. But that series just, I, I had a hard time finishing that. Mm. But, but well, because, I mean, it, it's, there's some crimes that are just, they're, they're too real. So right. heinous. Well, they're, they're, they're so, so heinous. heinous. They're, yeah. they're, they're so right. heinous and they're too real and, that you don't expect to see them. And the thing that just really did it for me was not only does he rape her, but when they show up and they're putting him in jail <laughs> and he's sitting there with this leer in his face, go ahead, put me in jail. I'll just get out and I'll tell everybody about my date with Sue Dimity. And he's creating a hologram of him doing it. Yeah. Oh. The, uh, the, that was the kind of thing that made you want this, like, bust a cap, rape one, rape between the eyes, be done with it. Well, right. I think when it comes to that particular story, uh, I think it's important for that crime to be as horrific as it right, was. Right, exactly. Because then you can understand what they did after that. Right. What yes. the heroes did after right. that. Right. Plus, you can also put yourself in Batman's shoes when he returns. Exactly. You know, and that is a great scene. I love that in that story where Batman returns and what they're doing. Well, plus the also really great, great scene with him and Green Arrow are on the rooftop. And he and Batman tells Ollie, "You've always been, you've always had a thing against me, Ollie. You've always been kind of mean. I don't remember the exact wording, but he goes, I don't know why. I've never done anything to you. And then he just goes, It must be something you've, you've done, done to me. me. Yeah. <laughs> and you just get shivers down your spine. Yeah, that's what makes Batman such a great character He's because so intuitive. he is like 
always a step ahead of everybody. Th- oh, two to three steps ahead of everybody. Even when right. he's ignorant about what yeah, exactly. really happened. Right. He knew yeah. something. Went- and, and you know what he's, and what makes, and that's a very good point, Madman. When he does that, he still scares the hell out of people. Absolutely. That's why Rachel Gould just calls him the detective. The detective. Absolutely. Right. That's why you got to respect Rachel Gould. Uh, uh, yeah, so yeah. And then Ra- that's why Ra- Rachel Gould respects Love Batman. That yep. Great villain. But I yeah, so go. so for me, that, that comic has, I don't say it, offended me more as much as it now made me listen harder when a woman says she's been raped and, right. and, and take it more seriously instead of saying, oh my God, I'm sorry, you know, that happened. Now I'm like, tell me, yeah. you know, it's how can we, how can we find this person and get and have him face justice? Right. right. Absolutely. Right. So I'll get all Justice League on some rapists. So yeah, that, yeah, absolutely. that, that was a really hard book for me to finish reading. If you have, I am not a father, but I have helped to raise three girls. All you have to do is think about if, what what would you do if that happened to the one. Oh of them? my God! Violence, oh, or, I, or, 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 violence just jumps. I, in my I, head. I, exactly. I, I mean, I mean, there's no other. No, if I don't even like it, if someone puts a hand on a woman that's uh, that's close to me. If I find out about it, I'm ready to go to war. Yeah, it's yeah. just that simple. So, 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 like, but, but with something. To me, that's the ultimate violation, and that is something that that woman never, ever, ever gets over. I don't care how strong she is. I don't care what kind of front she puts up in that private moment. There's no way in hell you're going to tell me that that doesn't come back to haunt her. Exactly. Absolutely. Plus, I, you know, men get raped too, by the yeah. way. Yes, it, yeah. it, is, it is not women only. Exactly. Yeah. Um, it's just, unfortunately, it's more often, it's always more violent. Hey, this yeah. is a fun comic book show. I know, right? God. Right. So uh, I'll, I'll move on to my next one to make it a little <laughs> more lighthearted here. But, yeah, so, um, you know, moving on to mine so we can make it a little more lighthearted here. I grew up a Marvel zombie, a complete Marvel zombie. I know you did. We know. Did, did not read DC Comics growing up. Yeah. So I uh, know which character did it for him. So... Ambush bug. There you go. <laughs> no, I think one of the ones that had an impact on me was uh, New Warriors number one, because I'd never read Teen Titans. I was, you know, it was in the '90s. I was a teenager, so I'd right. never read Teen well, Titans. And it's like this was a group of teenage superheroes, and I was a teenager, so yeah. it was great. So I had to At buy it. It wasn't Power Pack, right? Well, <laughs> speaking of which, have you seen that since they've announced something to go with like a Power Pack cartoon that that comic is. Oh man! Jumping up in price. You know what? So I've heard. I would actually have more respect for you if you were showing me a Power Pack number one than I would a Dark Hawk number one. Ah, come on, Dark Hawk <laughs> number one's better. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I lo- I loved it because it was you know it, they were they were all teenagers. Well, I mean, that's the reason why I would pick up New Warriors every now and then. It's because yes. they were similar right. to Teen Titans. Yeah, right. it's, and you know right. it was you know I, I remember correctly, Namorita of course wasn't a, teen, a teenager. Yeah. I mean, she was like 100 yeah. years old or something right. like that. But you know maybe by you know Atlanteans equivalent, she was. I don't know. But Night Thrasher was in there. Nova was in there. Firestar. Wasn't uh, went by Kid Nova. Wasn't Wolfsbane yeah. in there for a while too? Uh, from maybe, New Mutants. Maybe. Maybe no, later in Mutants, the run right? when I wasn't reading sure. it anymore, it's possible. But, the, I, but the original team was Kid Nova, Night Thrasher. Um, Speedball? Uh, Speedball. Speedball, yes. Vance, Vance Astro, Astro, Firestar, and Namorita. And I was just getting ready to make the point where this, this, it was that book that enabled Firestorm to make her transition from being a character created for a TV show into the mainstream. You mean Firestar. Well, she had showed well, up before. She had, she, 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 she had showed up in some X Men comics before right. that. Yeah, she right. was a mutant, but yeah. You know, but what you're saying is right. As being like a regular 
ongoing right, character. Ongoing character. Right, plus, it was one. Plus, remember, they kept with the fact that they were teenagers and didn't have a lot of experience and used them as a catalyst for Civil War. Yeah, they yep. did. With the whole incident but at that the school was, and uh, yeah, Nitro blowing up. I don't, that wasn't, was that the same group that did that? I guess I think, I mean, I know was, some of them. It was, I know new, some of them it was Speedball I, that I know was Speedball was in it because he was the actual catalyst. Yeah. Right, because remember, they become a reality show group at that point. Right. Yeah, I was able to pick up his first appearance in the Amazing Spider-Man Annual 22 for a buck about a year ago. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was Speedball. He was like the... Uh, I liked Speedball. Well, he was like... He was goofy, uh, but I liked the it. the type of character he was. He was like the Batman of the Outsiders. He was like... Uh, you know the flash of the justice league right, right. he's goofy i liked right. it yeah and you know you know vance astro was cool i, I what did, I, I forget well, what name he went by justice well that's what later but that's not when he was uh, marvel boy i think is what marvel he went boy. by, when he, went by in, well, remember, in, in, uh, he grows New up and becomes the vance astro for guardians of the galaxy well not in the earth 616 timeline that's another timeline <laughs> oh, then, uh, yeah but I yeah thought... because because in the earth 61 because in the main timeline right. that vance astro comes to the past and, okay. a, and awakens so the way around. and awakens the kids mutant power there because in the original telling of it vance astro does not gain his powers until he's shot into space and he's in suspended animation all those years when he wakes up from suspended animation he then has those powers when they come back to the past he meets up with his younger self and awakens his powers creating a divergent timeline you see nerd. even before they went to celluloid marvel was finding ways to screw the timeline yep <laughs> did you just call me a nerd yes <laughs> you're, you're, you're here on a comic book podcast talking about comics and you're calling a me a nerd hey it was my idea to start he, this show no. <laughs> he's like he's like booger from revenge like of the nerds the he's nerds sitting there going nerds, nerds. Did, did i just get crowned king nerd of the week i will take that if i did i, I would say you get it okay yeah, yeah. you can have I, king, I will nerd take king, king, nerd king nerd of the week king nerd of the week i will take that i see i'm more impressed that that story had to be easy 20 30 years ago and he remembers all the details about how it went down well here's, right. here's what i mean if we so have it a, made an impact on me is what you're saying exactly here's what i mean if we have a listener out there um and they can correct us if we are wrong. We can crown you King and Nerd of the Week. That's right. Exactly. So uh, where can they reach us if they want to like contact us? They can reach us on Facebook at Lost in the Long Box. They can also reach us at Lost in the Long Box at gmail.com. And we also have a Twitter that's about to go defunct and get handed over to Enos. Sorry, Thomas. But that's okay. Yeah, it's perfectly okay. fine. If Enos wants to take over, it's, <laughs> it's fine by me. Yeah, we're going to discuss that off of here. But then we also have, remember, we've got uh, Madman's got his other show Tuesday nights at 6 o'clock, oh, uh, Shock Monkey thanks. Radio. Um, Enos has got his other Facebook pages, Batman, Yesterday, to it Today, and Forever. All of the coolest all Batman the coolest, pictures yes, ever. Uh, dude, I don't know where you're getting all those Batman pictures. But I like They're to see awesome. his freaking library so awesome. someday, right? <laughs> and then the realm of superheroes and pop culture. I can never get this one right. The realm of comics, superheroes, and pop culture. I'm going to write that down. I used to know this stuff. All right, so I think we're about out of time for the week. Yes, we got like two minutes left. Um, anybody have any? Because I actually do have one more impact comic on me. I do too. Go ahead, hit it. Okay, I saw the end of an era and the ushering of a new one with Kurt Sw with the ending of Kurt Swan's run on Superman with um, whatever oh. happened to the Man of Tomorrow by the great Alan Moore, mm -hmm. and Excellent. that led right into. John Burns, Man, Man, of, Man of Steel. Man of Steel yep. yeah. I actually, I still have that book too. And you're right, Kurt Swan. For as long as I can remember, he was always the on Superman. The ultimate yep. Superman artist. So, I was, I was, I was about to say it's uh, probably you and I would know most of our lives, man. When you, when you went to buy Superman, it was 
Kurt Swan. Yep. And and if you watch Seinfeld, the Superman magnet on his mirror yeah. is, on his refrigerator is the Kurt Swan version of Superman. And I, I liked how in Seinfeld they had something about Superman in every, every episode. single episode. Well, because Jerry Seinfeld was a huge fan, Superman, yeah. Superman yeah. fan. And like it was great to like when you saw the second half of whatever happened to the man of tomorrow and he goes into this room, you see Crypto had died. Yeah, that's and a they bad laid, scene. Yeah, and they laid the groundwork and um, they were based, Moore was telling you what you know about Superman's about to change. But it was real subtle. And it ended with this dude that looked nothing. You knew it was Superman, but you were like, is it really? And they had a kid. He lost all his powers. And the baby sitting up there in front of the fireplace playing with coal, yeah. squeezes the Squeezing coal, turns into diamonds. <laughs> and I say, yep, that's Superman then. And so so that kind of made me think about Superman uh, 2 when he lost all his powers. Right. <laughs> he got them back. Yep, yep. Uh. And so one for me, and this, and this one's actually um, – one that kind of infected me because Spider-Man 545, the last part of One More Day, when Mephisto has taken a marriage and they split Mary Jane up. Here's why this impacted me. Because all my life that I was collecting comics, I didn't care how bad the story got. I didn't care if what you wrote was, was crap. I knew that, okay, there'll be a writer to come along and fix this. I kept reading when the story was bad. You jacked up Batman on this? Okay, the next writer will fix it. Justice League is not a hot book right now. The next writer will fix it. Until Spider-Man 545. This was actually the first book that made me just say, you know what? You have, you have actually lost me as a reader and betrayed my trust. I am done. And it's the first time that I've ever actually just boycotted a company on hold. And for five, four, five, six years, I didn't touch a single Marvel book. I was that upset. And I've never done that before. Right. Are, are they have they re- retconned that and put them back to being married or no? No, no, they're they're kind of dating now, but they still haven't actually totally retconned it. Yeah, um, I'm not coming back until they're married. Yeah, I'm not. I just don't have. I, now I did will say I did read um, the Superior Spider-Man when I actually loved that story. That that was great. That was something different. Dan Slott outdid himself on that one. Yep. Yeah, I've heard good things about that. I've been I've been meaning to read that. That was a that was actually a great run. It was so line. good. It was so good in fact that when they were bringing Peter back because obviously the next Spider-Man movie was coming out, I was like, I don't want Peter back. Doc Ock is doing really yeah, good. Yeah, he was. This. Yeah, he was. <laughs> because he made Doc Ock change change his moral fire. Right. Of course, you know they're doing it again now. It's up to issue six on a new series, and it's the same type of thing. Him and Anna, Anna Maria, I guess, mm-hmm. is, is right back in it again as well. And then she knows it's actually him this time. Because, uh, okay. But it's actually been really good. All right, so, yes, we are out of time. I don't have a clever catchphrase this week about, you know, until next time, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to start writing those up ahead of time, so I have, okay, like, 20 or 30 of them. I got one. All right, Enos, go ahead. Until the next time, we'll be down here asking ourselves, do we really want to see Robert Pattinson as Batman without <laughs> Tommy? Because we're lost in the long box. <laughs> and we don't want to see him as Batman. <laughs> Good night, everyone. Good night, everyone. Good night, folks.